Hey, 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 everybody. This is Cookie. This is Bootsy. And you're listening to the Cookie and Bootsy podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for listening again or for the first time, whichever. We don't care. We're just glad you're here. Absolutely. Um, what are we drinking today? Nothing alcoholic. Oh. We oh. have a berry tea of some sort. And I think we have suckered our uh, guest into showing up. We didn't tell him to bring his own bottle, and we didn't tell him we would have him any. And he gets here, and it's a sober environment. How are you handling that? Surprisingly well. So far. It's early. <laughs> so please welcome back AJ. He's been a guest on our show before. He's back again. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm glad you could come back over. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we all survived the last tequila encounter. <laughs> All encounters. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, but thank you for coming back. I'm glad to do this again because this is fun. We look forward to this quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, today, we're going to do something a little different. Instead of having one subject to talk about, we have nine subjects to talk about. Yes. I, I think some, some are going to be probably controversial. Some will be silly and some will be head-scratching, huh? There you go. So what we've done is we've each put three ideas on a piece of paper, put it into a bowl, and we're going to pick them randomly. Um, I know what my three ideas are, but I have no idea what your three ideas are. I don't even remember what all of my ideas were in the bowl. So this was AJ's idea. So <laughs> kudos to you. You said try it, and we went for it. So Blame me if this goes off the rails. That's okay. <laughs> we don't have to post it. So is there anything you want to say since... You're back, and we're happy you're back. No. No? You no. just want to get into it? I am a man of few words. Um, and you've avoided COVID, correct? At least I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you know, right? Uh-huh. That you know you've avoided it. Yeah, that I it. know I've avoided it. Yeah. I mean, I've still been in the office, so, mm. so blame me if somebody catches it around me. Nah. Again, uh. all blame on me. I'll take it. Wow. Maybe we should just do a whole episode about blaming AJ on stuff. I don't know. I thought I was the one who normally got blamed for everything. Figured you needed a break. That works. Mm. You ready to dive into this Let's, bowl of mystery? We're diving in. And ladies first, we're going to let Bootsy pick the first subject. Okay. Ooh, I know this handwriting. Oh. So our first subject is going to be on holidays family, and tradition. Yay, that was mine. That is yours. So can you give us a, just a brief little what you want from us on this? Well, everybody has different memories or traditions involving the holidays. And I would think we would kind of look at current times. What's what's Thanksgiving going to look like this year? What's Christmas going to look like this year? Um, what have we done in the past that we can't do now? And uh, is everybody going to have that one family member that's going to show up and say things to piss everybody else off? What do you think, AJ? Huh. So the way that we do Thanksgiving, Christmas, et cetera, anyway, it's really only five of us, plus or minus whoever, um, whoever else comes. It's always me, my dad, my aunt, my cousin, um my uncle every now and then um and then if my dad or myself are talking to anybody 
we always usually invite them or however we do things. Um, but overall, it's small, so there's no way that we feel uncomfortable just uninviting people. Like, eh, you know, you haven't been to the last three occasions. Right, <laughs> right. You can't come. So I think that I think we'll still keep it the same way. Uh, okay, so not much is going to change for you. Then. Okay, well, that's cool. Thanksgiving, and I may, you can change what I say, but the fact that we spend it together. Right. And the last several we've spent together here, you, me, and my son, and just had a very quiet, laid back day. Right. I know a couple of years ago, my grandmother showed up and knocked on the door. Stayed. Was, yeah. She drove over an hour and a half, stayed maybe 30 minutes, and then hit the road again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But she's nuts anyway, and we love her. But I just don't see that changing. I know COVID with our work restrictions is going to limit me from going out of the area. Yeah. So I think Thanksgiving should be the same. I think Christmas, we do a small Christmas anyway. Yeah. I don't foresee the department really giving authorization based off of COVID restrictions for me to see my family for Christmas. So I see a lot of FaceTiming. Yeah. I grew up in a family that, you know, a bunch of us would get together and bounce around a couple, two or three houses. And it always ended up the same way. We always ate too much. And me and my cousins would get out in the yard, throw football around. That was always how it was. But now, you know, especially since my son's grown and we don't have to do the grandparent tour every holiday you know, all those years of driving around from house to house. Now I really like the quiet, calm, stay at home holidays. But yeah, I think this year's holidays, I mean, they've talked about it in the media. They're trying to tell people how to spend their Thanksgiving with their families. I don't think anybody's going to listen to that. They'll listen to a lot of stuff. But when you start telling me what I can't and can't do, can and can't do on Thanksgiving, I think a lot of people are going to ignore all. Well, and I'm thinking, especially with the political climate, there's going to be a lot of people that want to stay home. Yeah. They're not going to mm-hmm. want to be at that table with that family member one way or the other. But I, I just see it as uh, uh, one of the things that I thought about um, going into, especially the Christmas season, was we've gotten away, me, me and my family, we've gotten away from just a lot of gift giving. We mm-hmm. might give each person a specific gift, but the idea hit me the other day where um, we could rent like a cabin or do something as a family, just be together. But then my best friend, one of them killed that idea. And when I told her my idea, she was like, all the horror movies start off with a cabin in the woods. That's right. And I was like, you know what, fuck you. <laughs> you could get a beach house. That's true. It might have to be a beach house. Yeah. Now, I will say as far as Christmas goes, we've done mild Christmases. But I think one of the hardest changes for me for Christmas is going to be we're not going to be able to do our volunteering that we normally do. We're not. And I mean, we had talked about it and I don't even know how the Salvation Army and the Red Kettlebell campaign is going to work this year. But I'm not comfortable standing outside of a big store and having to talk to a thousand people. So I think for me, that's going to be different and it's going to be an adjustment of how to incorporate that tradition differently. 
but I know we wanted to go through these quick, so well, no, we could still, do a whole podcast a on that. We've still got a couple more minutes. And another thing, two things I wanted to bring up about it is, I mean, we're supposed to get hit by an asteroid in a couple of weeks anyway. So all this is kind of, you know, is that the next? that's the next big thing. But I think also, and just to give you an example, there's a lot of people that have lost income, all of their income or some mm-hmm. of their income. So they may not want to go to family members' houses because they might be embarrassed or bothered that they can't show up with the gifts every year like they usually do. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is I'm not a big Christmas person. And the reason I'm not, I guess, is because I saw it cause a lot of stress in people when I was growing up. I mean, people, you know, for years would start stressing around July 4th about Christmas this year, I haven't even heard anybody talk about Christmas because there's so much other stress in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think this actually might be one of the less stressful Christmases in a while because people have been stressed out all year. They just want to chill at Christmas. I want to say, I think this year for Christmas is going to be harder on our UPS and FedEx drivers oh, than ever before. Yeah. Because not only is Christmas season their most trying season, not only that, they're now going to get hit with all of the COVID stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I've actually thought about putting some bottled water out in a basket, you know, a couple of snacks, even hand sanitizer or something on my front porch for the delivery drivers that just says, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be a tough gig. Every day has been black Friday for them. I mean, it's like, how in the world do these people get it all done? Yeah. I know how much I order from Amazon and I'm nobody. I can't even imagine businesses that order from Amazon and it's just crazy. What else? I don't know. Next I subject? could, we could do a whole podcast on just Thanksgiving and Christmas and traditions. I think the ultimate thing though with that, and it sounds like it's the same theme all around this table is it's going to be small. It's not going to be material item focused. Right. It's going to be family companionship focused. You know what? I want to pull out Monopoly and play games with my kid. I don't want another day where we're all on devices. If anything, I want a day where there's no devices. Wow. I'll remember that. I I may change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do have a teenager after all. Indeed. So are we ready to move on to subject number two? Sure. We're going to let our guest pull this one. And if it's my handwriting, I apologize. Oh, it's mine. Can you read it? That's the question. Yes. Yes, this was my my vent session. Oh. Uh People who do not pick up after their animals. Oh. 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 Boy. Where would you like to start on this one? Oh, man. Uh. Yeah, so. <laughs> or do we want to hear the story yeah. behind the ring? Let's hear what's oh, going it, on it, with that. So I live in an apartment complex and you walk outside. I have a dog. Everybody in my whole freaking complex has a dog. Yeah. Uh, I hate just as soon as I turn the corner and there's just mounds yeah. of poop. And it's, yeah. Do you always feel like somebody's going to look at you because you have a dog and you're walking past it and they're going to blame you? Yeah. Yeah. 
And wow. so, you know, okay, cool. Everybody can have the, the get out of jail free card once. Sure. I, I get that. Maybe sure. you don't have the bag on you and then you go back in your house, your dog tears up something then you forget. Yeah. Cool. But don't make it a habit. No. The one that drives me bonkers living in an apartment complex is the we have concrete. What do you call this? Walkways mm-hmm. between the apartments on right. all levels. So the woman downstairs who just lets her dog go out and pee all over the concrete. Yeah. That then smells up the whole corridor for three floors. Yeah. Or the woman who puts the potty bags outside her door in mid-July instead Ooh. of actually walking them out yeah. to the canisters. I mean, for me, that's a big thing. I don't want to be accused. It's kind of like the whole thing of you don't fart in an empty aisle because in the grocery store, because if you do, you know the next person that's going to walk down that aisle is going to walk into it mm-hmm. and they're going to blame you. I thought that was exactly why you did it. (laughs) I'm sorry. We see things differently. (laughs) But, you know, I don't, I take really extreme pride in my apartment and how I keep things clean. And yes, our dogs use potty pads. And so I'm even more OCD about cleanliness and the odor. I don't, I want somebody looking at me and thinking, well, they, they don't pick up after their dog. What else do they do that's crappy? Yeah. No pun intended. It's, um, well, I mean, you can you can totally almost predict how a person lives based on what their car looks like and how they take care of their animals. And, you know, it, it, now I will say in this building, in Bootsy's building, that I would say 95% of the people are really good about cleaning up after their animals. And your whole complex has the, the, uh, dog stations and so on and so forth. It only takes that one or those one or two people that just infuriate everybody. Yeah. And they're all, and you can, it never fails. There's always at least one. And it's always the person with the biggest dog. Yes. Yes. Because it's never the small piles that irritate people. Right. All piles irritate (laughs) (laughs) Because, all right, so we have, that I know of in my apartment complex, I think there's three, but I know of two. Yeah. Um, stations and so they they try to keep them um they try to keep them stopped sometimes they run out i get that that's why i try to at least have my own bag uh on hand yeah. and try to put at least one in my pocket before i even go out to let my dog out right um but i i get it sometimes i might have run out and they've run out so then it's like all the way up the hill that i have to go to to even grab one right but you have to plan for those days. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna go over here, grab a bag. They might not have one, but yeah. I usually try to let my dog go right at the station so I don't have to walk back over here yeah. to pick it up. Now, I know this is kind of in addition to that. I get so irritated by the people who are walking their dogs and they're so busy on their phone, they're actually yanking their dog. Or they're so distracted by what's on their phone, they're not paying attention to the dog going to the bathroom, and then they keep walking. Yeah. Now, I have a story on this subject that's going to seem, I'm an old man, and I have old stories, but um, I used to work in downtown in the city where where we are, and um, there was a building, uh, I'll say it it was on the corner of uh, 8th and Church, 
it's now a high-end hotel with restaurants in the bottom of it. But when I worked downtown in the 90s, it was low-income housing. And it was um, it's a place that there's there's no grass around. It's all nothing but sidewalks and streets. There's This is right smack in the middle of a downtown area. And um, I knew several people who lived in the building just from working downtown. Um, I worked for a company that owned a bunch of properties, and I kind of roamed around and got to know people. And um, there was an old man that lived in this low-income housing building, and uh, he was blind. And he had a seeing-eye dog. He had a, uh, a chocolate lab. It was the most beautiful dog in the world. And just this dog was really smart. He was smarter than most of the people that I came into contact with. But several times a day, however many times a day, this dog had to go use the restroom. Um, the dog would come out. And if the dog peed, it usually went into this little alley between the buildings. No big deal. There's nothing in there. But the old man would come down with a, with a clear plastic glove on. And the dog would lead him to where he wanted to go. And the dog pooped in the same place every day, right at the corner of the building, at the back end of the sidewalk. So that even if somebody was walking past later and it didn't get cleaned up, it wouldn't be in anybody's way. And when the dog was done, the dog would lead the man over. He would reach down with his glove and he would reach around until he found it. And he would pick it up pull the glove off inside out and put it in his coat pocket. He always wore a blazer or a sport coat or something. And I saw it happen many times and I just thought it was amazing. I was like, so I talked to the guy and then the guy told me other things that the dog did, like lead him to the washer and dryer. The dog would hear the washer stop running. He'd get the old man up and take him to the washing machine. I mean, just stuff like that. But every time I see somebody who's in their, 20s and they're walking their dogs and they don't clean up behind them. I was thinking, I knew a 60 something year old blind man that never left his his service dogs poop on the on the street of the mm-hmm. sidewalk. So there's really no excuse for that at all. Well, to me, if you are like you said, if somebody doesn't keep their vehicle to a certain level of cleanliness or you know any of that, it says a lot. These are the same people that don't put their shopping carts back oh, when they're done with them in the parking lot. Hold on the subject and you will hear me yell. But I mean, seriously, if you're not going to have follow through on your actions, maybe you shouldn't have a dog. That is true. Yeah. And if they treat their animals like that, what kind of care do their kids get? Yeah. Are they cleaning up after their kids? Maybe they aren't. Because... Look, clean clean up after a dog, it's 30 seconds a day. You have your kids 24 hours a day. I mean, yeah. Ooh, maybe we should grab the next subject. Are we cool? We're moving on? I cool. think we're good. Do you feel satisfied with your rant? Yes. Or do, do we need to go deeper? No, do we need no, to have a sidebar? No, no. no go deeper? I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. good. All right. Let's see here. Fingers don't fail me now. All right. Thoughts on food. Ah, that's fine. You want me to read it to Thoughts you? on the food pyramid, pyramid, why the government wants us to eat this way. Yes, that was mine. Go ahead. Start us off. So my big thing is, who created the food pyramid in the first place? It was not created by nutritionists. No. No. It was created by the farming industry. 
Yes. And how they wanted things to sell in conjunction with the grocers. Yes. So why are we listening to people who are advertising and wanting to push this basic level of what we all think is nutritional knowledge, but it's truly just a marketing scheme? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's who controls what I've said it a thousand times and, you know, follow the money trail, you know, um, you have to, you have to ask yourself, why is this person pushing this agenda? Why is this person saying this stuff? Are they being paid to say it? Or are they saying it because they actually care about our, our health? You know, I go back to the food pyramid, you know, when I was a kid growing up, breakfast was the most important meal. Um, eggs, bacon, sausage, all these things were thought to be, you know, that's how you need to start your day. And it's so ingrained in our psyche as Americans, the food pyramid, that now if someone comes along that actually knows what they're talking about, if they contradict the food pyramid at all, most of the country thinks they're crazy. Well, that that goes on to uh, people who eat in a very different um, mentality than everybody else as well. I mean, right. we, we've all done that. Yes. Um, being plant based, at, <clears throat> being plant based, and saying, "Oh, what's the first comment that you always hear? Where, where do you, you get your protein?" Exactly. Well, where do monkeys get their protein? Exactly. <laughs> they, I mean, they're big and strong elephants. Where do they get their protein? The biggest, strongest animal on the planet is the elephant. Yeah, and they eat nothing but plants. Yeah. So that that idea that you can only get protein from meat when there's been studies that says uh, the standard American diet, which is high in red meat, causes cancer. Yes. I mean, it blows my mind that they tell the kids that they can only have two ketchup packets to go with their lunch if they get a school lunch. But that school lunch is a hamburger patty that's covered with plastic wrapped cheese and fried French fries. So... Really, the two ketchup packets is the worst thing on that plate? Yeah. That's probably the healthiest thing they're eating at that lunch. I mean, granted, there's sugars and there's things like that that they don't want, but they're so concerned with. We don't want the soft drinks in the schools, and we don't want the over-inundation of the sugar from the ketchup. But the Cattlemen Association and the dairy industry combined Mm. is more powerful than the soft drink industry. I mean, think about who's going to win that one. Think about, I know when I was in elementary school, the only option you had was white milk or chocolate milk. That was it. We, I mean, I'm so old. They didn't have sodas when I was a kid. They had sodas when you were a kid. They just didn't have them in school. Thank you. I was hoping somebody would think that was a joke, (laughs) but um, no, I mean, we were, we were told that that's what you're supposed to do. If you want to be healthy, you drink your milk with every meal. Yeah. And my grandparents believed that. Even when I was a kid at their house mm-hmm. eating supper, they always gave me, they gave me a big glass of milk. And then if I ate all my dinner, they refilled the milk and put Nestle's quick in it. I got chocolate milk as my dessert every night. Oh, wow. that's so, awesome. but that's how they were raised. They were all raised on farms and they were taught to, taught to believe that that's, and you know, we live in a country where obviously since we're Americans, we're, we're obviously smarter and better than everybody else in the world. Right. So, <laughs> We eat more meat 
I think, than any other country in the world, and we have the highest cancer rate than any other country in the world. Cancer, obesity. Oh, uh, type 2 diabetes is just rampant. And it's – so people – People always pick on me for my size and they say, oh, you're skinny, uh, your metabolism is this, your metabolism is that. That may be true. My metabolism my metabolism may be faster than most people's. Okay, cool. But the people who always tell me that they're trying to lose weight, well, the first question I ask them is not their workout. What are you putting in your body? That's exactly right. Because when it comes to nutrition, it's 80% to 20%. 80% what's done in the kitchen and then 20% external so if you're not eating right your body will never change yeah i mean if all you eat are doritos and oreos it doesn't matter how many miles a day you run you're not going to be healthy well and i mean that's we eat a plant-based diet we have not hidden that but you can also be a plant-based junk food person i mean come on Oreos are plant-based. Nutter butters are (laughs) plant-based oh my goodness so i mean the reality is when you are, especially 30, 40 years ago, no one expected the government to be pushing a marketing scheme through exactly. their nutrition. So that tells me if that was what the government was doing 40 plus years ago when that program was initiated, what marketing schemes are they pushing through now that we don't know? Right. So, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's just, it's a rabbit hole we could go down. It is, but at the end of the day, you have to question the motivation of whoever's speaking. And you also have to, and and this is what I try to do, and I've especially tried to do it the last few years, I pay attention to how what I eat makes me feel. You know, if I eat a steak and then I feel horrible the next morning, maybe I shouldn't have had that steak or anything that, anybody can eat because i mean there are health there are foods that are very healthy for you mm-hmm. proven that are healthy for you and if i eat them i feel bad it's just it everybody's right. body is different you have to find what's good for you stick and and you have to stick with it and the whole look the government can't figure out a, a way to productively operate a dmv how do they know what's best for my nutrition they don't and I think that's scary because, you know, it was shoved down my throat as a kid, whether I realized it or not, just by going to school every day and eating. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, that's the thing. I want to hear from industry experts that are not being financially paid. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a friend who's a physical therapist and she is telling me, you know, you can do things this way. She's not actively getting paid. Yeah. Her weight on that subject is going to matter more to me because of the friendship and her genuine concern than it would if it was some politician coming out and saying, mm. we think this is best for you. You really want to hear the truth. Sit down someday and sometime and talk to a heart surgeon. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. ask them what they see every day. If they see people that live off of fast food and don't take care of themselves and they're on their table when they're 40 years old, maybe there's something to look at there. Surprisingly, I I have a friend who's a physical therapist. He used to give me hell when I was vegetarian. I think a month and a half ago, Mm -hmm. uh, we were all talking in our group chat and he just comes up. 
well, uh, I've given up meat for like the past two months. And I was like, okay, you know what? Oh. I was, I was going to light into him. And then I was like, you know what? When you know more, you grow more. That's exactly Absolutely. right. I wasn't always a genius. Insert laughter here. <laughs> Thanks. All right, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to hit the next subject. So hang on. All right, I think it is time for Bootsy to pick our next subject. You mean I get the big, almost empty bowl? Okay. Bet she's checking to see how clean it is. I am. It's got a stain and it caught me off guard. This is so hard. Oh my God. Okay, do you want to tell them about the doormat? Yes. Let me tell the story about the doormat while you get that ready. Okay. I walk up to the door today and I see this, this long doormat. <clears throat> So I happened to look around at the other uh, doors, and I'm like, oh, they're, they're just the standard doormats. Well, let me just say, the apartment across from me has, like, the miniest of mini doormats I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. But, mine... but yours fills the spot for the doormat. And as soon as I saw it, I said, this is so her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a, now that we've made fun of me, um, I have another one and it is sober, boring or not. So many of you may or may uh, not know cookie is four, 60, 75 days. Wow. 75 days sober. Close Ooh. to 75 days sober. And you too, right? Yes. Unless you've been sneaking shots I, behind my back i have not okay all right, all right. even though there have been days at work that maybe i contemplated it mm. there you have it five days yeah longest uh period of time in my entire adult life since i was 18. not even 24 hours at this point so well <laughs> you might be my new hero <laughs> <laughs> but sober boring or not what is I know this handwriting is yours. Yeah, I, I honestly, I feel like I've turned into the most boring human ever. I've got a ton of energy and I don't quite know what to do with it. And so instead of doing all this crazy stuff, it's been easy to do nothing. And so it's kind of, I feel, I just feel boring. I don't, when I'm drinking, I got a few drinks in me, I feel fun i feel energetic i feel like i might be the life of the party i don't know and make people laugh i love to make people laugh i just feel like a lump on a log being sober like i have nothing to offer i'll disagree with you on that one okay um only because i know you you're so funny. you're saying i was boring before no, is what no, you're saying. No. no uh you're funny regardless um thank you and i think it's I think that's the effect of alcohol in itself. It makes you less self-conscious about everything because even, I mean, even now I have my coffee and now I'm drinking tea. And I know usually when we all get together, we're always drinking. That's right. And it's, it's more so that, uh, cause even I've, I've cut back a lot. Um, and I'm just more hyper aware of everything I do now. Right. And, and I think that's, I know, it was a burp coming. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Sorry, folks. Uh, but I think um, I think it's the alcohol that just dulls the, the self-conscious part of everything yeah. now. 
It's liquid courage. Yeah, and and more so now your your brain is still going a hundred miles an hour, and it's like, well, what about this? What about that? What? Yeah. Well, and I think we're in such a unique time where you might feel boring, but it's not necessarily you that is boring. It's the situation we are in. You cannot go and do the things that we would have typically have done sober before. So if we're now basically homebound because of this pandemic, homebound sober is different in a feeling than being on the sidelines at a kid's soccer game sober. That's true. And, you know, we also live in a time, and of course, I've been completely backwards my entire life. We live in a time where everybody now is drinking more than they've ever drank before. And I'm sitting here sober. Well, with our, with the way that everything happened when COVID first kicked up, and now they're saying that you can take alcohol with you or you can oh, yeah. now order it's it. It's so and easy to get, get, get it delivered to your house, a mixed drink. So you. <laughs> Alcohol in itself just became a top service, and people are like, "Oh, let yeah. me uh, let me just Instacart this." <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I definitely, and I know I'm with you more than AJ is for obvious reasons. I have not found you any less entertaining or engaging. I feel like you know maybe some of the silliness isn't there. But let's be honest, a lot of the silliness, it's just life right now is hard. It's not as easy to be silly and joyful as it once was. I don't think any of that has a thing to do with alcohol. I actually think we've had better conversations. Yeah, I mean, we've had, I feel, I just feel completely different. Like yesterday, the whole day, I just never felt comfortable in my own skin. I just, I was not in a good mood. I just, and I had no, I felt great. Physically, I felt great. I just. Well, and the weather hasn't allowed us to get out and be active or my feet. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like I've got a ton of energy. This I've had more energy since I've stop drinking than I did since I was in my teens. And it's like, huh, I can't think of anything to do. It's like, there's a certain amount of creativity in my head Mm -hmm. that seems to have gone away without alcohol. I feel like I just can't like, you know, when you're a kid, you'll do anything, right? You'll jump on a motorcycle without a helmet, ride down the road with your buddies. You'll do all that stuff. Then, and you become a grown-up and you have kids of your own, you're like, I can't believe I did that. I would never do something like that now. Well, alcohol for me always gave my creative side of my brain license to kind of do things that the sober side of my brain says, ah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Right. Maybe you shouldn't take that risk or take that chance. Now, I look at it like weekend before this. So last weekend, we were fucking busy. Mm-hmm. We had back-to-back things to do. And I think that was an easier weekend because you didn't have those slow slumps for your brain to go to the other side. Right. Whereas this weekend, it's been a lot more down, quiet, and it's easier to go there. So I don't think it's necessarily 
you and how engaging you are, I think it's just a trick your brain is playing. Oh, great. My brain, I don't ask much of it. Now it's going to play <laughs> tricks on me. Yep. That's incredible. Well, it is around Halloween. Oh, yeah. And, I'm, and I've already got a mask picked out. What is it? That's just one of those little blue masks everybody else is wearing. Oh, See? Ha, 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 this makes things easier. Look at you, funny pants. All right. So who's next? Is it, is it AJ? It's AJ. AJ, if you would like to pick a subject. Is this or the two. Winner? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, click that one. Are you getting all of your own? No, I like we should I be playing the Jeopardy this is, music. This is a different one. Top three ways to combat anxiety sober. Ooh. Oh, we're going to skip on into that. Ooh. Oh, boy. So what are your top three ways? Oh, man. Uh, I'm doing a lot more reading than I used to. Um, That's good. And uh, it's not, well, I read a little bit of everything. And especially if I read uh, fiction, it's a way to let my brain kind of wander off and create the story of my own. So kind of going sure. into the creativity part um, that we just talked about, um, it's still giving me that opportunity to let my brain just wander mindlessly sometimes. Right. Uh, I still play video games, so that, that that's a big chunk of stuff. Um, and music. Music is probably uh, the top because... Nothing beats just getting in my car, putting on whatever songs I or whatever mood I'm in, a playlist catered right. to that. That's right. And just driving, like not even driving to work, knowing I have to do something, just driving. Doesn't right. matter where I end up. That's right. Getting and going. I agree with that. Definitely. You're looking at me. My turn. I can go. Go ahead. I think for me, it's I play games on the iPad. This is going to sound so me, and you guys are going to laugh at me, but cleaning is, if I can control something else, it alleviates the anxiety yeah. on another subject. Mm -hmm. And cleaning, I have a teenager, I'm a mom, there's always cleaning to do. So I would say those two things, and then definitely getting lost in YouTube. Yeah, that's easy to do. So for me, other than like a bubble bath or one of the real girly things, yeah. those would probably be my top three. Yeah, I um, we actually talked about this recently. You, this year, earlier this year, put out a lot of money for an exercise bike over there that hasn't been used. It was used quite a bit early on, but you kind of gotten away from it. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, just this morning, I did push-ups and planks this morning for the okay. first time since I got sick. Okay. And I've been scared to do it because I've been afraid because COVID attacked my lungs so badly that I don't want to overextend myself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to. So this morning actually is the first time and it, and it went well, it went better than I actually expected it to. So now I think because I don't have my coping mechanism of alcohol, but yet every anxiety I've ever had in my life is still there. I think I, I'm going to push forward to maybe, even if it's just running on a treadmill or getting on the exercise bike or going back and doing yoga, I've been doing yoga a little bit. 
I think I need to exercise more. I think it always makes me feel better, even though I absolutely hate to do it. Um, I don't, I don't like to just go out. I'm not going to go out and just run around. If I got somewhere to run to or reason to run, if we're playing a sport that involves running, I'm all about it. But to run just to run, I've never been that guy. So, but I think I definitely have got to exercise more, not only for my health, but for my brain and the anxiety turn off. Well, and I know you and I had gotten to a point where we were going on some mild hikes or walks and that would be fun to get back to. Absolutely. Um, My other way of relieving anxiety here lately is I've been trying to do more podcasts, but the other side of that is I felt more creative doing podcasts when I was drinking. So now it's like, I'll think of a podcast to do over the last two or three weeks. I've recorded like five or six, listened back to them and then deleted them. Because I just like, ah, it doesn't sound good. So I've Do done you, that. and But I, I feel like podcasting more, exercising more, doing something to tie up the brain and the body as a distraction. Do you think you deleted them because you're being more critical of yourself without alcohol? I'm sure. Absolutely. Because I don't, I hear, I don't hear funny. When I hear myself talk sober, I don't hear funny. And that's the only thing I've got. I mean... No. I've spent my no. whole life no. relishing the role of being class clown. I love it. I love making people laugh and making people smile. And if I hear myself, I'm like, geez, dude, you don't sound funny. I'm not, I don't want to put it out. Now, I actually told AJ this earlier this week or what, last week. Mm. I think your podcasts on your channel are better now and have been more in depth now than they were before i don't know i mean i'm happy with the ones i put out you have to understand you you yourself are a wealth of knowledge because you have a lot of stories and you're old i didn't want to say it that way (laughs) (laughs) wow but anybody got a drink (laughs) the experiences that you have um you're able to put any kind of spin on them that you want um, and even the thing is, you also survived COVID. Mm. So it, it might be just your outlook now instead of sometimes you, you want to hold on to being the funny guy. Yeah. But now you, you know, you're the seasoned vet. Oh boy. Can I be funny and a seasoned vet? Yeah, yes. you can. We think you're funny. You yeah. don't always have to be the one thinking you're funny. Okay. 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 So what other. What other things can we do to relieve anxiety other than what we talked about? I think our pets are great when they're not driving us up a wall. Yeah, when they're not creating anxiety, they're a great relief for it. Spoiled rotten, but that's pets. Uh, I mean, even, I mean, now we're in this great time of Halloween, just buying a pumpkin and throwing it somewhere. You know, that would really (laughs) Eggs are great. Off the back of a truck. Yeah, just toilet paper. Just, oh wait, no, we can't waste toilet paper. No, no, no. <laughs> not toilet paper. But yeah, just just even throwing, just even going in a parking lot, riding around, and just throwing pumpkins on the ground. Just, I just gotta break something. Yeah. Well, I'm, well hello. No, I, I, I used to uh, where I used to live because I had nothing behind me. I would, uh, I would go to this uh, golf course and I would buy all of their beat up range balls. Mm-hmm. 
I'd buy like a five gallon bucket of balls for five bucks. And then I'd take them out in my backyard with an aluminum baseball bat and hit them. You, have you ever hit a golf ball with an aluminum baseball no. bat? It goes a mile. And it's a great stress reliever. Ooh, I need to do that. Uh, oh, another great stress reliever. I'll go to the gun range and just yeah. um, target practice. That's we awesome could do too. that. We totally Several that. of the ranges are open, plus mm-hmm. we have access to another one. Yeah. That, I would great. love to take another fire safety class. I don't want to shooting about game. it. I just want to shoot it. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How it's, it's about great. we grab another question out of the bowl? Another question out of the bowl. Whose turn is it? Yours. Yours. It's my turn. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see here. Oh, that looks like your handwriting. I've that one. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, this is good. Current favorite YouTube go-to videos or viewing. Oh, man. And I think we could limit that to like one or two. <laughs> yeah, because we would literally be here for mm-hmm. days because I think we're all YouTube files. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I apologize to our listeners. I think I have the oven timer is about to go off. Yeah, so. and there's a rude, there's a rude female in this room right now, and she just blurts out stuff. And she doesn't apologize for it. She either. doesn't warn. There's no warning. She just it's one of those goes. you ask me to do something. Don't get upset when I tell you and about it. If you ask True. her to fart, she will play fart noises. Wow, I did not know that. But please don't tell my kid that. Yeah, I think he probably already knows. So, <laughs> so uh, AJ, what have you been watching on YouTube lately? Uh, so I still, because I watch a lot of wrestling, mm-hmm. um, I watch a lot of wrestling podcasts too. One of my favorite ones is uh, Ups and Downs okay. by Simon Miller. Oh. Um, two people do them specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he reviews the show and he oh, okay. what he says, I get the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. That's <laughs> cool. He just makes it so entertaining to just recap what happened yeah and i listened to two podcasts by jim Cornette. he's an oh, 80s wrestling yeah. guy and he spends most of his time either talking about donald trump or how much he hates modern wrestling and it's pretty funny jim Cornette definitely hates modern wrestling. <laughs> he, he is funny and he pisses a lot of people off because he he loves this certain style of wrestling right and he hates anything else and he is very vocal about it. Yep. Yep. What else you been watching? Oh, man. Um, trying to think of the top ones because, again, we can go down this oh, rabbit hole. Well, similar to what you're talking about, I actually uh, hear late, and I, I go back and forth to it. Um, a lot of the newer stuff, and there's stuff that, that Bootsy and I watch together, but when I'm on my own, I go back and watch stuff that I couldn't watch when I was a kid. Either we didn't have cable TV mm-hmm. or I wasn't allowed to be inside and watch it. And back then everything was live. So I will go back and I will watch old episodes of MTV shows and oh. old episodes of Soul Train mm-hmm. and stuff like that that I missed when I was a kid because either we didn't have cable or I had to stay outside all day because it was a nice day. And I go back and watch a lot of old wrestling because I grew up watching okay. 80s wrestling. Right. And I go back and watch. You can watch full episodes of that stuff. And um, so that's basically what I've been watching the most of lately. I've been going back and watching stuff from my childhood. Again, I'm the old man in the room. And 
before you make a joke, yes, a lot of it is in black and white. <laughs> oh, I know. I watch it with you. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I really would like to get more into, there's nothing that you can't learn how to do on YouTube. That's true. And now that I have all this energy and all this sober time, I'm thinking about maybe figuring out how to, you know, put the flooring down in my house that's been sitting in boxes for two years. Has it been that long now? It's been two years. Okay. I'm going to change the subject and move on to myself here. I have been watching a lot of tiny living, tiny mm. houses, okay. school bus conversions. Alexa, stop. Little bitty. <laughs> Be nice. She'll fuck your world up. This is true. Her and Siri, you don't want to mess with them. Nope. But so I've been watching a lot of the tiny house living things. I have some YouTubers that are just family YouTubers that I've watched for years. But honestly, I have found myself going more towards news and TV bloopers yeah. and game show bloopers, especially with my kid. And I've turned you on to all the 70s, 70s and 80s commercials. commercials. Oh, they're outstanding. Half yes. of them, they wouldn't be allowed to do them today. And the other half are so dumb, you can't believe anybody actually thought that stuff. There is one where Bill Cosby is laying across teeth. Like a giant platform of teeth holding a toothbrush, talking about how good it feels in your mouth. Well, it's a toothpaste commercial. It is. It is a toothpaste commercial with Bill Cosby. Oh. And he's so drunk. He's completely and inebriated. Slurry. Uh, he's completely hammered. And he's doing, I think it was a Crest commercial. It's one of those. But then there's others where the way the women are dressed, even my 13-year-old is like, did they really? You could show all that? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, those are. my search history later. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean those things have definitely been interesting yeah and there's so many people on youtube that are just like us that they just sit around and they come up with an idea i mean you got kids out there making uh toy review videos and making millions of dollars yeah there was like a seven-year-old in california bought his family a 10 million dollar house off of his youtube earnings wow so I will say Big I, business. I, I follow a couple of YouTubers um, specifically, and a lot of them, um, it's more about minimalist living, um, going in even with the That's tiny cool. uh, living, because I'll watch that on Hulu. I'll just pop it up mindlessly, just like, yeah. oh, snap, I love this tiny house. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think what helps me clear my mind a lot is um, getting rid of the clutter, as, as a lot of them say, and it's... Uh, like if I know I haven't worn something in a while, right. I'll look at like I always have to do a reevaluation every so often, and they help me. Um, That's cool. Look at the priorities in my life. You can get some genius ideas on stuff like yeah. that too. So, can I add to my question? Sure. What is your number one everyday go-to podcast? Just one. Because mm. I know for me, it's newsworthy. I love that I can get non-partisan 10 minute it gives me a news blurb a little bit about everything but it's not one side or the other and it's just 
here's what it is. Okay, here's the next subject. Boom, boom, boom. That's cool. What about you, AJ? My go-to is probably Joe Rogan. Um, only because he can, he sits there with so many different people yep. every day. And the amount of, I think people, Joe Rogan doesn't get the credit that he deserves because he I may agree. not know everything, but he does know a lot about. But he's the first one to admit, I, I'm just, I'm just a dummy. Yeah. It, but yeah. then he can still speak on a subject or even he'll ask probing questions just yeah. so he can get an understanding. And the one thing about him, he'll at least try a lot of things. Sure. He tried the carnivore diet. He's yep. tried these other things. And he's like, this works for me. This yeah. doesn't work for me. Or he'll look at training philosophies and be like, well, why doesn't this work for yeah. people? And he'll sit in there with people who have way more knowledge in the field and just talk to him for three hours a day. Like, and he'll talk about, he talk, he talks about both sides of the subject. Yeah. You know, he'll have a Republican politician on, he'll have a Democrat politician on. Mm-hmm. The thing that I dig about the podcast world, but Joe Rogan's my go-to as well, has been for a while. Um, it's hard to learn about somebody and really get to know somebody in five-minute blurbs on a news show. Yeah. If you really want to find out about what a person really thinks, get a one-on-one for three hours. Right. That's where you figure out what somebody's talking about. Just in this election cycle, um, he had Tulsi Gabbard on. Okay. And after I heard the Tulsi Gabbard podcast, I was like, all right, that's that's who I want. That's who I want. And, um, you know, there's probably other people that probably picked up on similar things and thought, well, you know, I heard the one with, with uh, Andrew Yang, so maybe yeah. I'm going to be an Andrew Yang guy. And I liked him too. But, the, you know, the fact that, you get the time to hear somebody talk about their self and what they're doing for three hours. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot better than the five minute news story. It might not even be five minutes. Right. And it might be five minutes with somebody talking over top of it. I think what the biggest one for me was uh, he had Candace Owens. Yeah, I saw that one. And, I heard that uh, one too. Uh, um, because at first, before I even listened to this episode, mm-hmm. they were just like slandering her the whole time. Right. And it was, I think, towards the the beginning part of this year where I listened to it. Right. And so I just listened to it and she, right. she's an intelligent woman. And I'm like, <coughs> why, are they, why would they slander her the way that they are? And I'm right. like, Joe was able to, you know, he was able to at least talk to her about some things, some things that she said were like, eh, okay, you need to touch up on this or touch well, up on it, this for her. There's a few subjects she talked about where she just sounded young. Yeah. She just sounded young. That's yeah. all it was. And I'm like, okay, okay. But, even then, I've listened to the one, I think I'm halfway through the one with Andrew Yang, just going back and listening yeah. to him. I want to listen to the one with Bernie, too. Yeah. But even um, he had... Uh, he had Kanye on yesterday. I haven't listened to that I yet. haven't listened. I do want to listen to that yeah. one. But he's also had... Uh, he's a... He's right-wing Jewish. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name right now, but he... He also had Joe Rogan on his podcast too, so I want to listen to both of them and see the different things that they talk yeah. about. And I just like just because Joe doesn't he doesn't attack you in his podcast. Mm-hmm. He just asks questions like, no. "All right, this is your stance. Let's talk about it." Well, it's and, like when he had Roseanne Barr on right after her tweet meltdown thing right. happened. It was like nobody else was trying to talk to Roseanne. Yeah, he sat her down, and by the end of it, you're kind of like, okay. She knows she screwed up. Oh, he's also had Snowden on. Yeah, <laughs> so. twice now. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that's, for me, that's the best way to get my information now. I try to follow the YouTube people that I think I can trust. And even then I take it with a grain of salt. And then I listen to podcasts that just tell me the information, but don't tell me how I'm supposed to think about it. Right. So, oh, I will say this is this is my number two go to, uh, and it's because of, I'm a nerd. But this is my go to <laughs> uh, tech reviewers. That's probably yes. who I listen to. Okay, I'm going to check uh, that out. I haven't heard of that one. The most I I will MKBHD. That's um that's probably who I listen to. Okay, um, the most, and he he even says that uh, this is why I like this tech. This is why I don't. Or, that's cool. And he'd be like, if you like it, that's cool. You know, but he he pretty much just says I'm a reviewer. These like I'm I want to, I want to that. check that out. That sounds cool because I'm a gadget hound too. Okay, well, you guys ready to start the next round? Because I know we need to finish this up. So you want to do a speed round on the last three questions? Yeah, we can do a speed round. All righty. All right, we're heading into the last leg of our event, and I believe that it is Bootsy's turn to pick. Okie dokie. Ah, okay. Ooh, this looks like AJ handwriting. Uh-oh. Maybe. Sports and COVID. That is definitely my topic. So why don't you get started? Oh, man. Um, it's weird. It's very weird. Sports are weird. Uh, basketball finals, weird. Very weird. Only people who were in the bubble were at the games. Yeah. Uh, you can't feel. So when you watch from home, mm -hmm. you want to feel the crowd. Yeah. Through the TV, can't do that anymore. Wrestling again, I watch it all yeah, the time. Yeah, probably gonna watch it tonight. There's a, a event coming on. Piped in noise audio, just feels like party. a video game to me. It's mm -hmm. oh, football only letting in so many people. It's you don't hear that the like Seattle Seahawks had the loudest oh, yeah. arena. The twelfth man is gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's unbelievable. I mean, they're still what undefeated right now, but yeah, I can't even imagine being on the field though. Yeah. I mean, really. For me, I look at it differently as a mom to a soccer player. A 75% of our pastime and activity level is gone. Yeah. Even though he has an option at playing an indoor version of soccer this winter, is it safe? I mean, yeah. the fear level is no longer... Is my kid going to piss somebody off and get a broken leg? It's, is he going to be safe and contract something and then take it to school, which he's only able to be at two days a week for who knows how long, because once flu season starts, I'm sure they're going to shut it down and make them all go virtual. But to me, sports are no longer scary for kids because of injury. Yeah, It's, what is the long-term damage of the exposure of this virus going to be? Yeah. I, I think too, um, as you know, as a sports fan, it's like you were saying, it's very weird to watch it with the piped in crowd noise. And, and I have found that I'm just not enjoying the games as much. Uh, it's just, it, it's just, it's not the same, but it's also probably got to be like you're talking about the NBA finals and playing in the bubble. I mean, these guys aren't that's that's not what they're used to they're right. used to you know twenty thousand people screaming at them at all times and so on and so forth um i think the other side of it too uh, 
sports, professional sports, spectator sports in our country is such a big money maker. It's such an economy into itself. Yeah. And um, I, I keep thinking about, we've been to several DC United soccer games. And I remember the first time we went, I went to the concession stand and this little woman made me guacamole and chips. And it's probably one of the best guacamoles I've ever had outside of home, right? Mm-hmm. We went back like three months later and she remembered me. Oh, wow. She remembered me because I was raving to her about the guacamole and how much I liked it. She remembered me. So when I walked up, she said, oh, you're back for more guacamole. I was like, I mean, but she hasn't been working. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. who knows if she's getting still going to unemployment. Who knows? And that the whole stadium is full of people who aren't on the field that are trying to make a living based on this product. And I think that's that's very difficult. And that stuff may never come back as big as it was. What do you think sports are going to look like post-COVID? Or, and I even hate to say post-COVID, but you know what I mean. Because right now, the reality is people have not been looking to the athletes or the musicians for advice or, you know, for a reprieve. And the last thing I want to hear is a football player belly aching because they don't get to play in front of a fan right now. When somebody starts going off on that, I change the channel. Yeah, and I, and I think we all know as sports fans that a lot of these sports, the college football, the NFL right now that are going on, are only happening because of the TV deals. Yeah. Because there's so much money involved. They have to put those games on. Well, I looked at it. It's like you have these players getting COVID tested every day. Yep. But yet you have people in small towns who don't have access to testing. Yeah. To me, a sport, it's only because it's a moneymaker, yeah. is getting these tests. That's true. When you have senior citizens in small towns who cannot get a test or are in a position of having to drive two and three hours to a testing site because there is a shortage, but all their universities in their area are playing football. I have a problem with that. So what is sports? Our salary is going to be the same after this. When contracts start getting renewed, what is, what is it all going to look like? Well, a lot of them just, recently redid their contracts well they redid their tv deals so now their contracts are going to look better because more tv money more player money Mm -hmm. um so that's only going to go up i mean i think it's really nice that there's a couple players that have come out and said you know i'm giving x amount of this kind of money to the workers in the stadium you know what that's nice but how many how many sports bars in our country are gone? Because how many any restaurants? Though? Or well, I mean, any of them. But how many of them really revolved around people getting together, have drinks, and watch a sporting event? You're right. I mean, those. The, I mean, obviously, everything runs in cycles. And if this bar goes out of business, there's a chance somebody's going to buy it and reopen it, and it's going to be a different place, and so on and so forth. But there's so many people. It's the ultimate trickle-down economics. It's the ultimate where if people can't go to the stadium and watch that, I mean, you're talking about how much does it cost to go to an NFL game? hundred bucks? Yep. And they hold 60,000, 70,000 people? Yep. Think about 
how much money they're losing. Think about how much money the concessionaires are losing. But it goes all the way down to if this concessionaire isn't working or is on unemployment, they're not buying as much stuff at Walmart mm-hmm. or Target or wherever they go. It all trickles down. And I'm torn because this is my belief. I think if you're going to have sporting events, take everybody's temperature when they come in and force everybody to wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't get to come to the game at all. Well, now, I do want to throw this out there because we were watching – we've watched a lot of college football. Mm-hmm. And I have to laugh because these schools are all like the week leading up to these games. Everything you hear is the school is, has this measure in place and this mask mandate and this and that. And then they pan the crowd during the game. No mask. And, you know, those ditzy little girls in the stands with their pom poms and all the others that aren't actual well, cheerleaders. Listen, Some of them are really smart. Have you seen what they're wearing? I think, you know, as long as they keep their brains covered. They don't know what their brain area is, is the problem. But, you know what I'm saying, though? You pay in the audience, and there are more people in that stand, and so many of them aren't wearing masks. And you're like, hmm, how serious were those mask mandates? And how how serious was everything you said leading up to this? Or is it just BS because you're about to be on TV? Well, we also have a president that's holding rallies and telling people you don't have to wear a mask. Thousands of people. Now the crowds aren't as big as he likes to report them as being, no. but they're still big enough to kill grandmas. They are. And I mean, let's be honest. He claims he had COVID. Yeah. I don't see that. And he claims he was miraculously cured or survived COVID. And it was a gift from God, but it all went down on primetime news being admitted to a hospital and being discharged from a hospital. I, I still want to know where Benny Hinn was during this miracle. And we all know primetime news. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, that was your subject and her yeah. and I I'm ended sorry. up talking about it. No, no, do you have no, any final thoughts? No, I, I really wanted your opinion on how do y'all feel about it. Um, being so active in Ovo's life and like soccer being a focal point, essentially. I think it's going to be drastically different. Because now, if you stop and you think about the younger generation, he loves soccer. He loves playing soccer. He doesn't give a hoot about watching it on TV. So what is it going to look like in 10 years when his generation is the new main generation to buy tickets? I, uh, I really miss sports, but almost as much I miss common courtesy which none of those people seem to have anymore. Mm-hmm. So we ready for the next one? Ready. Let's do it. It's all you. All right. Uh-oh. All right. This is my last one. Uh, noisy neighbors. <laughs> oh. Oh, there sounds like a rant to be had. Um, do we need to just leave and let you do your thing, or are we good? No, 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 no. So I, <laughs> I, I want to, I want to to get your opinions on the neighbors who stomp loudly, mm-hmm. but then also the neighbors who do other things loudly. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, 
Yeah. Why are you turning red? I'm not turning red. I'm just, oh man. So I'll he, He's coming in. to us for advice. By I think because I essentially live with two males, both are heavy footed and I don't think either one of them realize it. Ah. So people who have a neighbor who live up, lives above them, I think you always have to remember that they may not know how loud their feet sound. That's true. I mean, some people are just unaware. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's always foot sounds. I don't think are malicious. Right. Now, music, if you know you have thin walls and you're blasting music after 10 o'clock, I think you're just an asshole. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got headphones and AirPods and stuff now, yeah. right? And I do not think the complex I live in is mostly young to middle-aged professionals, but there are some young families. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's appropriate for my household to be blasting profane music with the windows open. I don't think that's appropriate appropriate so i think if you can kind of put all that in check and be courteous which we know is not a common thing well we're also past the time when you can safely and comfortably talk to your neighbors you used to could say hey you know you were a little loud yesterday can you maybe knock it down a notch i'm not trying to be a jerk but you know i heard every lyric to every song that you played used to you could do that in today's time and culture, you, you might get, get shot. shot. So. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I say that now, living, having lived in three different apartment complexes in the eight years, I believe, that I've been out of my, no, seven years that I've been out of my parents' house, uh, I can say the, the first apartment uh, was horrible, uh, sound-wise, right. because... You could play music, and I lived on the top floor, and it was just two floors. The neighbor below me would sometimes have gatherings during the middle of the week. Yeah, college students, though, right? Partying, mm-hmm. and yeah, always too loud. And it'd be one, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, but I was at the point where you know I'd go down there, not hey, y'all got to turn this down, right? Uh, but my friend who lived diagonal from me, so um, it was a row of it was four apartments, like right there, but it was like four buildings essentially. Right. Uh, she lived diagonal from me, so my next door neighbor, she would always complain because it sounded like he was stomping all the time because he was super heavy footed. Right. Um, and I think she's asked him to, "Hey, can you not?" But he would still do it. Now I have a problem here where my headboard is in my master bedroom is on an exterior wall that is next to the stairwell. Mm-hmm. So the college kids that go up and down the stairs to their third floor apartment at two o'clock in the morning, at two o'clock in the morning or 1130 at night are running up the stairs or they're drunk and they're laughing their asses off. I can hear that. Mm-hmm. And that's not great when you're trying to go to sleep. 
Or like my kid will wake up to people blasting music in their cars in the parking lot. The the one funny thing though that does happen here is the girl that lives upstairs. We all we always know no. when her mom's going to be in town to visit the next day because she'll vacuum all day. It uh, seems like the vacuum is going back and forth all day. So we know the next day to look out and we'll see her mom's van out in the parking lot. <laughs> so that does happen. Now, the other aspect that you kind of touched on, you got to let that one go. One good turn deserves another. Throw it back at them. If you hear them, guess what? That means they're going to be hearing you. Hey, as long as you're not doing tag team, you're yeah. all good. Don't break the chandelier. It's all good. All and right. I mean, that's not a subject you can ever say to him. Hey. Yeah, you can. Yeah. If you're keeping me up at night. Yeah. Yeah, I can say something. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it was your name she was screaming, but y'all need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> so there you go. I'm very tactful. <laughs> That's why we love you. So I'm going to jump the last in. One. I'll get the last uh, question and hopefully I'll be tactful with it. So. so do you guys think we need to do this again? Absolutely. Yes. I enjoyed this. Absolutely. I think we need to get Tony in on those impossible decisions. Oh, absolutely. Cards. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, the last one happens to be one of mine. And I guess it's kind of fitting that it, we're going to end on this. Um, Hopes for 2021. That's a good end. Mm, that's a great end. Um, we've spent so much time thinking about the here and now and 2020 and the way things are. What do we want to see? What are our hopes for 2021 for our lives and our world? Sanity. <laughs> That'd be top of the list. I would like to... And I think I'm very much on my way. I would like to reduce some anxieties. Absolutely. And I think that you're probably speaking for 99% of the population of the world. You know, it's, and we've talked a lot throughout 2020, you know, shopping anxiety, you know, pantry insecurity, mm -hmm. things like, do I have enough toilet paper? Yeah. You know, Oh, I see there's an extra on the shelf. Let me go ahead and stockpile because will it be there next time I need it? So I think we're all starting to get into the mindset of, okay, let's, let's have that extra one on hand as a precaution to hopefully alleviate some of our anxieties going forward. For me, I just want to be able to say I have some money saved up just because who knows what the hell's going to happen next. Yeah. What, about, what about you, AJ? What are you uh, I say sanity because uh, the world is hectic. Work is hectic. Um, just general interpersonal communication is hectic at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just try not to lose yourself in everything. Um, political, we're in an election year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll be over soon. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it can't come soon enough. Yeah, but uh, just just try not to lose like your peace of mind um, in the whole thing. Is that's what I hope for. Um, just because uh, really, what I've been doing this this year, thankfully, is uh, paying off a bunch of debts. Um, 
trying to get my life in order. So I know because I'm pushing 30 at this point. Oh, poor baby. So I know. <laughs> no, but but I don't. You're pushing 30 and I'm pulling it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just don't want to be in that position where I'm, I'm looking back on, on life and just saying, I should have paid this off sooner or yeah. I could have got this when I. And that's smart. At your age, I was not thinking mm-hmm. that way. I was trying to figure out ways to acquire debt <laughs> rather than pay it off. <laughs> yep. You know, it's funny. I'm 38 and I'm often like, okay, Taco Bell, that's going to be 20 bucks, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's 20 bucks that could go towards this or that's 20 bucks that could go towards that. Do I really want to do that or do mm-hmm. I just want to heat something up that doesn't even sound that great? Yeah, I, mean, I think really for me, I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, I think for me, I just want to just push through the end of this year. You know, unfortunately, I work with people that have already made up their minds that if the election doesn't go the way they want it, they're going to be miserable for four years. Yep. They've already made up their mind that if it doesn't go the way they want, it's going to ruin the country. It's going to ruin our lives. Everything's going to be horrible. And you got people on both sides that feel that way. And I just, I, I dread that so much. I just want to get the election over with just because here, here's what I truly believe. The government's never going to do anything for us. They're not going to make us happier. They're not going to make us healthier. They're not going to make us more financially uh, independent. These are all things we have to do for ourselves. Our government is not going to do anything to help us ever. They're just not built that way. And if you're a person that is relying on the election to make you happy, then you're not looking in the mirror enough and you really got to figure it out for yourself. I just hope that in 2021, uh, number one, we get COVID under control. It doesn't look like it's going that way, but I would like to see that under control. Um, I would like to see the kids' lives get back to normal Yes, because – you know, we're going to the kids that are kids now are going to be the adults in the future soon. And they're going to have results lingering from all of this. You know, best case scenario is a kid that's 13 now in 10 or 15 years. If something negative happens in their life, they'll say, oh, that's no big deal. I survived 2020. I can handle this. Yeah, I've already seen all the crazy bullshit in, in the world. I, this is nothing. I can handle what's going on now. So I guess my big thing is we've had a year full of negatives. How are we individually going to turn the negatives into positives? Because that's the only way to fix shit. Well, I think you and I, speaking on a relationship level, you and I discussed at the beginning of, 2020 mm-hmm. with everything and the lockdowns it's like well this is either going to make us or break yeah, us absolutely. and there's a lot of i'm surprised we haven't seen 2020 divorce specials mm-hmm. advertised well, in like will. discounted rates yeah, but definitely will the fact that we've been through covid we've been through the isolation the the quarantine the stressors the teenager in quarantine, you know, we've made it through. So I think, like you said, those kids, when they hit a rough patch, I think there's also going to be a lot of relationships that when they hit a rough patch, you're going to be like, yeah, bitch, this is nothing. I right. think people are going to end up being more resilient than they've ever been. 
because they're just going to have to to survive this. We need that nowadays. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't help but wonder, what about the flip of this? So those kids who are going to leave this situation more fragile because they know everything can be taken away. It's not, hey, I survived it. It's, okay, everything's gone. What if, what if everything's gone again? I, you know what? I think, uh, I think kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. And uh, I think before 2020, you could tell your kids, hey, grownups know what's best. Adults know what's best for you. After this year, I don't know if we can say that. Because these kids are watching a situation go on where the grown-ups have lost their minds and they're not fixing anything at all. Well, and as a middle-class white woman, this might sound really stupid, especially sandwiched between you two here. But my kid is leaving 2020 after the civil unrest, after the political climate, I mean, you name it, watching people hoard and fight over toilet paper. Yeah. My kid is like, really? We're people. We're humans. Why would somebody look at somebody? Okay. He actually said to me the other day, somebody walking through a grocery store with a hoodie pulled over their head, wearing a mask in their hands in their pockets. Okay. Yeah. Mom, they look shady as hell. I don't care what color they are. You're walking around with a hood over your head, a mask on your face, and your hands in your pockets. You're shady. Whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) As you sit here with your hands in your hoodie. But I think that there is so much that the generation of kids right now, they actually could be a positive change for our future. Because they've sat back and they've watched... The racism. They've watched the adults argue over stupid shit, fight mm-hmm. over things that we use to wipe our ass. Yep. I mean, they really could come out of this with better ideas of how to fix things. Well, I think these kids that are kids right now are going to be the first generation that the majority of them will not trust the government. Yeah. They will not believe what they've been told just because they saw it on TV. I mean, when I was a kid in the 80s, if I saw it on TV, it was true. That's just the way it was. These kids today aren't looking at things that way. Hopefully, uh, they're going to have the mindset of, uh, if I want it done right, I'm going to do it myself. It's definitely going to create more entrepreneurs, more kids that are good at thinking on their own. I do hope something comes around that miraculously is going to help them be more social. Because right now, I see so many kids having socialization setbacks. Well, once Elon Musk microchips all of us, that won't be a problem. Yeah, you just it'll be taken thank care it, of. and then you know yeah. you're connected to somebody. But yeah. okay, I don't need that. That I would th- get me in so much trouble. I, th- I think it's it's not going to be so much about our government trying to do anything. I think it's going to be our local communities that yep. that pulls us in together. Uh, Absolutely. Even like yesterday, where I was volunteering with the. Um, mentoring program um if the kids weren't playing basketball weren't actively in the game or about to be in the game you wore your mask if you're sitting on a bench or you're sitting in the bleachers and you're watching everybody 
you have your mask on. Um, and I think that's what it's going to look like. Uh, even going back to our sports uh, thing, I think that's going to be our go-to for a while. It's just like distance yourselves around people from people who you aren't with, but you can still have these fun activities and do certain things, um, but just be smart about it. Can I say there has been a really nice perk to wearing a mask? One, I don't have to do half of my face and makeup. The other is it's great to not have to stop and talk to people you don't want to talk to in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. I, I made up my mind. If I see somebody in a store or out in public that's not wearing a mask, that's one less person I got to get to know. Mm -hmm. That's one person that's like, you know what? Hey, that's I don't need you in my life. Yeah. We don't we don't have to communicate. We don't no. have to be friends. We're good. We're good. So No, guys, this has been awesome. It's been fun. I oh, like yeah. this idea. Will you come back and do this again? I will. Thank you for hanging out with us. You will. Again. <laughs> and we did it sober this time. Holy shit. Was this community service? No. No. Was, <laughs> yesterday was community service. Today. Okay. So today was, today, today was my choice. Today was definitely my choice. Awesome. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. If this was your first time, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you are a repeat offender, thank you for coming back. And uh, I'm going to let Bootsy tell you all the ways to communicate with us. Oh, gosh. They can go to Cookie and Bootsy on Instagram or Cookie and Bootsy at Gmail. Awesome. Thank you again, AJ. You're welcome. Thank you, Bootsy. Thank you. Everybody have a great rest of your week.